baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And we are back with Beach and Company. Randy is right. When the president speaks, we will have it for you live. And uh, if you if you know the history of press conferences, you know they're almost never at the time they're supposed to be. Now, the time is set by the person having the uh, the press conference, and we sound like whining media babies uh, when we go, oh, gee, we're trying to hit a clock here, and now we don't know. We might be in the middle of a conversation and we have to drop it and, and, and go. Well, obviously, that's more important than uh, any concerns we might have about hitting the clock just right. Uh, and we will cover it when he is here, and then we'll discuss what he says after he's gone. But keep in mind, if I'm talking to you, I may leave in a hurry, okay? That's just the way it works when the president wants to speak. You know, as Mel Blank, uh, Mel, not uh, Mel Blank, it's good to be the king. Uh, it was, yeah, when Mel Brooks speaks and says it's good to be the king, he is right. It is good to be the king because you can start your press conference anytime you want. Let's go to uh, Bob in West Seneca. Bob, you're on WBEN. Hey. Hello, Bob. How you doing? Good morning, Sandy. What's new? Uh, well, I was hoping you'd tell me, Bob. Uh, any thoughts on whether this and missile attack is going to continue or whether it's over and whether the uh, plane that crashed had anything to do with it? Yeah, that's interesting, too. But I think what got them <clears throat> really uh, looking up was uh, when he moved the B-52s into uh, Diego Garcia, uh, that's one of them deals, in my view. Uh, I'm ex-military. I served in Korea. But the thing is this. I feel once he saw the B-52s that were being moved, these guys are going, hey, wait a minute. They're right. This guy is not kidding around. Yeah, exactly. And, and they showed him in formation at yeah. one time. That's, that's pretty impressive. It is. And also, uh, I don't know, I'm sure you're like that because you are one heck of a history buff. The thing is this, last night they ran it again, and uh, I forget the station, but I think he's coming real quick. It's about the Muslims uh, working with the, Germ with the Nazis in World War II and how they sided with Hitler, and Hitler put them in the SS units. Okay. How they went after the Jewish soldiers, the, uh, the Jews that were fighting anywhere, anybody in the, the, the country itself. Very, very interesting. And how it leads up into history now, and how nowadays how they still follow Hitler's book. Well, you know, uh, there's a lot of, of things that we learned from World War II, and hopefully the better things we're going to put to good use. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Bob. Uh, good to talk to you. I, oh, and I thank, if you're still listening, Bob, I thank you for wearing the uniform uh, from uh, Korea. Uh, 803-0930, 1-800-616-9236, star 930. Tony, Tony, Tony. Uh, you've got uh, several Facebooks. Why don't you lay one on me? Norm says the Iranian people want peace. Their government wants war. The ball is in Iran's court. Be a peaceful world neighbor or continue to be a sponsor of terrorism. Their call. It's always been like that. Uh, the biggest, uh, I think the biggest obstacle is the mindset. Uh, we have to realize that uh, they don't think like we do and we don't think like they do. That's, a, that's something, you, you, I guess you could put it in a textbook, but it's, it's really hard. You have to live it. 
I think uh, you need advisors who lived that life and who decided they wanted more and, uh, and kind of led, uh, you know, uh, led the charge to, to leave it. Those are the kind of people we have to talk to and get advice from because they know what's effective and what isn't. And some things that are, are, would be minor to us might not be minor to them. And you have to understand the culture. If you do, you've got a better chance of having, um, having a harmonious relationship. The president's still not there, although they keep showing the podium, nice podium. I, I, I think that uh, they should offer a door prize to the over and under of how many more minutes before the president shows up. We can, we can start squares and uh, get practice for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that would <laughs> be pretty cool. All right, give me another one, Tony. I don't see anybody at the, uh, at the podium. Okay, Bernard says, Iran is seeking revenge on Trump personally, so I believe Trump better be watching over his shoulder. Well, one thing, uh, you know, we, we said things that are important to us may not be important to them. Uh, we know what the atmosphere is against the president. Uh, maybe the leaders of Iran think that this, if, if ever there's a good time to get an advantage over this president, it would be now uh, because all they know is he's been impeached. And their people will tell him, yes, the complete opposite party uh, from which he belongs hates him. Now, if you were the leader of Iran, wouldn't you think, well, this might be a good, a good time to do something. We're going to have half of the, half of the people that vote hate him, uh, and this, uh, this might be at a time where popular opinion wouldn't support him. I think and you also throw on uh, past history of presidents that have just, uh, I don't know, kind of laid down and, here, we'll throw you some money. Obama. Yeah, Obama and, and others before him that were just more into appeasing uh, countries like Iran, North Korea, because they didn't want to get their hands dirty. Yeah, and you have to, as I said, you have to understand who you're dealing with. You gotta know when to hold them. You gotta know when to fold them. And uh, maybe for Iran, it's time to fold them now. Uh, if indeed you do not have the prosperity you should have, uh, and uh, some of your own people are in the streets, well, that uh, that terrorist general they used him to kind of weed out the numbers of people in the streets. Uh, so uh, you have to uh, kind of uh, know how to play those cards, and uh, and uh, play them well. Uh, but uh, the thought of uh, of the president of the United States being in a weakened position, so this is a chance to uh, to go after him, is a mistake. I think the one thing that's driving me nuts is we're at a time where our country should be unified, but the Democrats are popping off at the mouth like Pelosi and others just to make political hay. It's disgusting. Well, we're at a time where, as you said. We should be very, very pleased because everything's cooking on full tilt, uh, full tilt boogie. It's going forward. Uh, and uh, instead, they're going to drag their feet, try and find any excuse they can. Because here's what happens. The more prosperous our country is, the harder it is for them to get power again. And uh, doing this, I don't know who's advising them, whether it's Pelosi herself or uh, going further than her, although the Speaker of the House is way up there. Uh, because if they think that this is going to benefit them in the next election, they are wrong. One of uh, the, the people that had posted earlier that I read uh, mentioned the draft. Are you surprised that there are still people, that people believe the draft still exists? Uh, no, I'm not surprised. People are not informed. Uh, plain and simple. It's the biggest thing you find out when you talk to uh, people in general is they don't want to put, invest the time to learn about anything. 
They just think you'll get the short subject and uh, take it from there. Why don't we take the break? Uh, we'll guess on whether we'll make it through. When the president's ready to talk, we'll, we'll be there right at the beginning. 803-0930-1800-616-9236, star 930. We're awaiting the president, who is supposed to be uh, uh, having a press conference right now. But let me tell you something. They were running, <laughs> they were running a crawl that said soon the president will speak at uh, almost quarter to eight this morning. <laughs> I'm glad he's not in charge of the space shot, you know, where it has to be precise. But we're willing to wait if he has good news for us. And uh, don't have much choice, actually, but we're happy to have the president, and uh, we will carry that as soon as it's there. Now, here's something. When you put a couple of pieces of puzzle together, that makes sense, okay? Uh, this is uh, from NBC. The NBC coverage of the Iran conflict gave me the impression that NBC respects the Iranian general like he's some sort of hero. Uh, and uh, so that's, that's the comment. I want, want to put this piece together. Uh, Iran is one thing. Russia is another. Okay? Now, Russia has problems with the terrorists as much as anybody else. Okay? What happened, what, about a week ago when the president uh, was got a, a call from uh, Putin, the head man at Russia, and what was Putin calling about? He was calling to thank Donald Trump and the United States for giving Russia some information that averted a terrorist attack in Russia. Now, the guy that started all this, the guy that we took out, was a terrorist. Now, do you think that all of a sudden, if this starts because of a, a terrorist being killed, do you think Russia is going to run to the side of Iran and saying, we're with you? They hate terrorists as much as anybody else. And uh, they were happy to see their, uh, their terrorists uh, get blown to smithereens, uh, how, however that worked. But they did not uh, suffer, and they thanked Donald Trump for it. You're not going to go out and oppose them, you know, a week later. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, it does. And, you know, Putin was generally grateful that uh, uh, Donald Trump, was, President Trump, was looking out for him. And the people that are so upset about this terrorist being killed, uh, make no mistake, this guy killed or is responsible for the death of over 600 Americans. One of the uh, posters yesterday said that he drilled holes in the... In the uh, leg of a young boy in front of his father uh, for trying to get something out of that. I don't know what if it was information or whatever, but, I mean, that's just cold-hearted and ruthless. He's pulling the strings and setting up Hezbollah and other terrorist groups, providing them with money, providing them with backing. Uh, the United States has known about this guy for a long time. And uh, others have had opportunities to do it and didn't do it. Uh, Trump did it, and I'm glad he did it. And it makes uh, makes a lot of sense. Okay, he will be on at 24 past. That's when the network comes back. It is 23.13. Good, so we're almost there. Tony, we are almost there. <laughs> uh, the president will speak to us. I'm sure he'll have comforting words. Uh, uh, there were no uh, casualties in the 15 missiles that were lobbed over uh, toward our bases, so that's good. Glad to hear that, too. Uh, 803-0930-1800-616-9236. After this.
This is live coverage from ABC News. Iran crisis. From ABC News headquarters in New York, here is correspondent Aaron Katursky. Good morning. We're about to hear from President Trump following the Iranian missile attack on Iraqi military bases that host American troops. The attack came days after the president authorized the targeted killing of Iranian General Qasem Soleimani. Let's get straight to the White House at ABC's Karen Travers. Karen. Aaron, it is unclear what the president is going to announce today and whether he will announce any action that he will order in response to those strikes last night in Iraq. The president's only response so far has been a tweet where he said, all is well, and also said, so far so good regarding American casualties and damages. But remember, Aaron, for the last couple of days, the president has issued either on Twitter or here at the White House, very grave warnings to Iran, saying if it hit American assets, Iran will be hit very fast and very hard hard. He said yesterday, if Iran did anything it should not be doing, it would suffer the consequences and very strongly. All signs for now, though, have been pointing to last night's strike being a move toward de-escalating this confrontation between the U.S. and Iran. But officials here would not say for sure what the president was going to announce today, because as we have seen in the past, this president is very unpredictable when it comes to foreign policy. ABC's Karen Travers from her post at the White House, where we wait for President Trump's remarks in the grand we're told there were no American casualties from the 15 short to medium range ballistic missiles fired from various sites in Iran. Let's get straight to the Pentagon now with ABC's Louis Martinez. We've, re- we've learned a little bit more about those missile strikes, Louis. That's right, Aaron. As you said, these are short-range, medium-range and ballistic missiles that were fired from various locations inside of Iran. We've talked to officials who say that they know uh, pretty much where these locations were, but uh, they're not disclosing them. Uh, we also know that, uh, as we've confirmed with several officials, that there are no U.S. casualties, and it appears that there may not have been Iraqi uh, casualties either. Uh, we were told that um, from Iraqi sources that the Iranians contacted the Iraqi government prior to the launch of these missiles and gave them a heads up. Now, what's unclear is whether the United States received a heads up from the Iraqis themselves, um, but uh, for now, the information coming in is that uh, these missiles did not stri- could cause significant damage to the U.S. facilities. Um, there are new overhead images, satellite images that have been released uh, by a, a private company uh, that seem to indicate the extent of the damage there at Al-Assad Air Base. This is the western base, and this is the base in western Iraq that was that received the majority of those 15 missiles. Um, and you see slight damage, and then one of the so small structure, but not much else. ABC's Louis Martinez with us live from the Pentagon. We'll get more from Louis in just a moment. Uh, Right now, Vice President Pence, Secretary of State Pompeo, Defense Secretary Esper, and others have congregated around a podium at the White House where President Trump uh, any moment now is going to address the nation following Iran's missile strikes on U.S. forces in Iraq, although those strikes did not result in any American casualties. As Louis noted, 15 short to medium range ballistic missiles fired from various sites in Iran targeted Iraqi bases in the northern and western parts of the country where U.S. troops are hosted. Iran issued a warning that any further aggression by the United States would result in further retaliation. That seemed to be a signal that Iran was not prepared, at least at this moment, to do anything additional. We wait now to hear from President Trump whether he is prepared to announce any kind of a response. I'm Aaron Katursky, and you're listening to live coverage from ABC News. President Trump now entering the grand foyer at the White House to make remarks after the Iranian strike on U.S. forces in Iraq. Here's the president now. 
As long as I'm President of the United States, Iran will never be allowed to have a nuclear weapon. Good morning. I'm pleased to inform you the American people should be extremely grateful and happy. No Americans were harmed in last night's attack by the Iranian regime. We suffered no casualties. All of our soldiers are safe, and only minimal damage was sustained at our military bases. Our great American forces are prepared for anything. Iran appears to be standing down, which is a good thing for all parties concerned and a very good thing for the world. No American or Iraqi lives were lost because of the precautions taken, the dispersal of forces, and an early warning system that worked very well. I salute the incredible skill and courage of America's men and women in uniform for far too long, all the way back to 1979, to be exact. Nations have tolerated Iran's destructive and destabilizing behavior in the Middle East and beyond. Those days are over. Iran has been the leading sponsor of terrorism, and their pursuit of nuclear weapons threatens the civilized world. We will never let that happen. Last week, we took decisive action to stop a ruthless terrorist from threatening American lives. At my direction, the United States military eliminated the world's top terrorist, Qasem Soleimani. As the head of the Quds Force, Soleimani was personally responsible for some of the absolutely worst atrocities. He trained terrorist armies, including Hezbollah, launching terrorist strikes against civilian targets. He fueled bloody civil wars all across the region. He viciously wounded and murdered thousands of U.S. troops, including the planting of roadside bombs that maim and dismember their victims. Soleimani directed the recent attacks on U.S. personnel in Iraq that badly wounded four service members and killed one American, and he orchestrated the violent assault on the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. In recent days, he was planning new attacks on American targets, but we stopped him. Soleimani's hands were drenched in both American and Iranian blood. He should have been terminated long ago. By removing Soleimani, we have sent a powerful message to terrorists. If you value your own life, you will not threaten the lives of our people. As we continue to evaluate options in response to Iranian aggression, the United States will immediately impose additional punishing economic sanctions on the Iranian regime. These powerful sanctions will remain until Iran changes its behavior. In recent months alone, Iran has seized ships in international waters, fired an unprovoked strike on Saudi Arabia, and shot down two U.S. drones. 
Iran's hostilities substantially increased after the foolish Iran nuclear deal was signed in 2013. And they were given $150 billion, not to mention $1.8 billion in cash. Instead of saying thank you to the United States, they chanted death to America. In fact, they chanted death to America the day the agreement was signed. Then Iran went on a terror spree, funded by the money from the deal, and created hell in Yemen, Syria, Lebanon, Afghanistan, and Iraq. The missiles fired last night at us and our allies were paid for with the funds made available by the last administration. The regime also greatly tightened the reins on their own country, even recently killing 1,500 people at the many protests that are taking place all throughout Iran. The very defective JCPOA expires shortly anyway and gives Iran a clear and quick path to nuclear breakout. Iran must abandon its nuclear ambitions and end its support for terrorism. The time has come for the United Kingdom, Germany, France, Russia, and China to recognize this reality. They must now break away from the remnants of the Iran deal, or JCPOA. And we must all work together toward making a deal with Iran that makes the world a safer and more peaceful place. We must also make a deal that allows Iran to thrive and prosper and take advantage of its enormous untapped potential. Iran can be a great country. Peace and stability cannot prevail in the Middle East as long as Iran continues to foment violence, unrest, hatred, and war. The civilized world must send a clear and unified message to the Iranian regime. Your campaign of terror, murder, mayhem will not be tolerated any longer. It will not be allowed to go forward. Today, I am going to ask NATO to become much more involved in the Middle East process. Over the last three years, under my leadership, our economy is stronger than ever before, and America has achieved energy independence. These historic accomplishments change our strategic priorities. These are accomplishments that nobody thought were possible. And options in the Middle East became available. We are now the number one producer of oil and natural gas anywhere in the world. We are independent, and we do not need Middle East oil. The American military has been completely rebuilt under my administration at a cost of $2.5 trillion. U.S. armed forces are stronger than ever before. Our missiles are big, powerful, accurate, lethal and fast. Under construction are many hypersonic missiles. The fact that we have this great military and equipment, however, does not mean we have to use it. We do not want to use it. American strength, both military and economic, is the best deterrent.
Three months ago, after destroying 100 percent of ISIS and its territorial caliphate, we killed the savage leader of ISIS, al-Baghdadi, who was responsible for so much death, including the mass beheadings of Christians, Muslims, and all who stood in his way. He was a monster. Al-Baghdadi was trying again to rebuild the ISIS caliphate and failed. Tens of thousands of ISIS fighters have been killed or captured during my administration. ISIS is a natural enemy of Iran. The destruction of ISIS is good for Iran, and we should work together on this and other shared priorities. Finally, to the people and leaders of Iran, we want you to have a future, and a great future, one that you deserve, one of prosperity at home and harmony with the nations of the world. The United States is ready to embrace peace with all who seek it. I want to thank you, and God bless America. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Live from the White House, President Trump announcing no Americans were harmed in last night's attack by Iran. Fifteen ballistic missiles fired from various sites inside Iran targeted bases in Iraq that host American troops. The president said, we suffered no casualties and only minimal damage was sustained. He credited precautions and what he called an early warning system that worked very well. The president said now it appears Iran is going to be standing down. I'm Aaron Katursky. You're listening to live coverage from ABC News. Straight back live to the White House, ABC's Karen Travers. Karen, the president made no announcement of any action by the United States. He did not, but he did say he's going to ask NATO to become much more involved in the Middle East process. Unclear how that would play out, but it's notable given the president's criticisms over the three years of his administration about NATO, even questioning the future and stability of that military alliance. The president has urged other countries to step up, and now he's asking other countries to get involved after the United States had ramped up this conversation confrontation with Iran. I think a couple things stand out here. The president saying uh, a powerful message to terrorists. That's how he put it, that if you value your own life, uh, then you cannot come after Americans. And also, he said there will be sanctions imposed on Iran. He said very powerful sanctions that will remain in place until Iran changes its behavior. Aaron, of course, there are already very significant financial penalties that have been crippling Iran's economy. That's part of what the White House has called the maximum pressure campaign. And they thought this would bring the Iranians to a negotiating table. The president, a couple months ago, was offering to even meet with Iran's leaders in New York at the United Nations, and that did not happen. Another thing I think that's going to stand out is the president talking about the Iran nuclear deal, which, of course, he's criticized in the past and continues to do. But he said last night that the missiles fired by Iran at the U.S. and its allies were paid for with funds made available by the last administration, a very striking blame put on the Obama administration for its own policy with Iran. What the president seems to suggest is that that has emboldened Iran, and that's where it led to that action last night. ABC's Karen Travers from the White House. Uh, We turn to the Pentagon with ABC's Louis Martinez. You heard the president, Louis, talk about an early warning system that worked very well. What do we know about what the Americans may have learned about the Iranian missile attack? 
Marin, one thing that the United States does have is that they have infrared sensors uh, up in satellites that monitor uh, heat signatures from launches. Uh, so it's possible that that's what he was referring to. Um, we know that when the Iranians have conducted previous launch tests of their weapon systems, of these new missiles that they constantly are testing, um, that the, it is those heat signatures that are picked up immediately by those satellites, um, and then that information is uh, transmitted uh, to other military headquarters to determine if there is a hostile intent or if it's really just a test. Uh, but in this case, potentially the president referring to that as the early warning system, because if you see those heat signatures being launched uh, in repetitive fashion, particularly from different locations heading towards uh, these two targets, um, that information is something that you definitely want to pass along to the U.S. military inside of Iraq. Uh, I should also point out that the president said that uh, he said that Iran appears to be standing down. Um, that m indicates that maybe the United States feels that this is just going to be a one-off incident uh, militarily against its forces inside of Iraq. Um, but uh, you can imagine that American military personnel there are going to be on high alert, uh, regardless of whether that uh, is the case or not. Uh, no doubt. ABC's Louis Martinez with us from his post at the Pentagon after President Trump cited minimal damage to American assets and no casualties after Iran's retaliatory strikes on two bases housing American troops in Iraq. I'm Aaron Katursky. You've been listening to live coverage from ABC News. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, the president had a speech. Uh, first of all, I thought it was a, a, a very, very well done. However, did he sound like out of breath when he was starting? Yeah, probably a busy person moving around here yeah. and there. Yeah, maybe last-minute change here and there. He sounded a little out of breath. But uh, I think what he said was uh, was good, solid. Uh, he did not uh, – none, none, none of it, I think, was inflammatory. I, I like the way he plays to the actual people of Iran – and not the government. I think that's uh, that's very important. I think he did that too with the North Koreans, uh, you know, when he first started with uh, Kim Jong Un. So I think you know, play to them, get them. Sure. Hey, you know, we're we're your friends, we're your allies. It's your government that's the problem. Well, what what is amazing is he said they were shouting death to America as they were accepting a hundred and eight billion dollars in cash. It was actually um, more than that, but that's the cash part. $108 billion. How'd you like to count that out? No, thank you. I probably, uh, I probably couldn't count it out in my lifetime, and most of the listeners probably couldn't count it out in their lifetime either. Whoops, what was that number? Oh, great, I got to start, start all over. start again. Was it billion or whatever? 
But think about it like that. Uh, for that, you could get, uh, let's see, Bill Gates and uh, Zuckerberg to wash your car. <laughs> wow. <laughs> With no problem at That's all. That's heavy duty. With money left over. Uh, but I do think it was uh, well done. I like your impression of what he said. Uh, there were uh, no casualties. I like that. Uh, and uh, the earlier, we had a guy who was very familiar with uh, the military and, and how they uh, shift important pieces of uh, uh, hardware from here and there, whether it's the, uh, uh, the ships or the uh, planes or whatever. Uh, that's what they do. And uh, so maybe, maybe a little common sense is finally uh, filtering into uh, Iran, although Iran's always been like that. I don't remember when it was. I don't remember the Shah, to be honest with you. I remember going to a movie theater and seeing something going on with the Shah, but that was about it. Yeah, some of the generals last night on Sean Hannity's show mentioned how Trump had been building up over there with various uh, you know, weapons, uh, planes, things like that, saying so he's, he's, he's the type of guy that uh, he wants to be ready rather than caught off guard. Yeah, and, and you don't want to do catch-up with something like that because often if there's a first strike, it's uh, somebody else, and uh, you have to react rather than just go in and do something provocative. Uh, but Iran's always been like that. You remember the hostage situation? They used to count it down on, on the uh, nightly news of how many days the hostages were there. And they were there, and they were there, and Jimmy Carter tried to get them out and had, had problems with the mission. The mission failed. And then the president of the United States was Ronald Reagan. <laughs> and as soon as Ronald Reagan became president, those hostages were freed. Now, that, that'll tell you something that maybe they know uh, how to read the room more than we thought they knew uh, because uh, they knew Reagan was not the kind of guy to mess with, and I think you recognize that with the president, too. It's great if you have that and don't have to use it. And he said, we have these weapons, hypersonic weapons, my uh, missiles, and, uh, but we don't want to use them. That's good. That's great. Hope you never do. It's like, it's like the mission statement of Roswell Park. Roswell Park says, we want to put ourselves out of business. We want to shut it down because there's no more cancer. That's our goal. That's amazing. Isn't that a great goal? certainly is. And I think it would be the same thing uh, with uh, uh, shutting down the, uh, the present government of Iran and, and uh, let, it, uh, let it go the way uh, free, free states enjoy. They can do it if they want to. Last night, uh, you know, as I'm watching the coverage, Nick kept uh, you know, walking into the room, and I could tell— uh, that it was something was bothering him. It was on his mind, and I said, "Nick, what's bothering you?" He goes, "You know," he says, "Dad, are we uh, about to start World War III?" Wow! And I said, "Where'd you hear that?" He goes, "I heard that in school." So I had explained a lot to him last night, uh, also about impeachment because he wanted to know. He goes, "Is Donald Trump been impeached?" Uh, explained how that process went, uh, but the main thing for me was was to ease his mind as to what was going on, to explain to him that no military can go toe-to-toe with the United States on this planet. We are the most powerful nation. Uh, I explained to him how things, uh, how uh, Iran and Iraq had been at war with each other for most of my life growing up through the 70s, uh, then up until, uh, you know, that ended. So, uh, you know, getting him up to speed as to what's going on, I think it did ease his mind uh, in knowing that World War III isn't about to start. Well, yeah, I think it's a good thing he's asking questions. 
he's probably more informed uh, than a lot of people who don't care to answer questions. Uh, they don't they don't want to bother uh, turning on their brain so that they can learn about things. I'll tell you a story, uh, and this is right from the mouths of somebody who was in the class when it happened. Okay, it's not my it's not my class. It's uh, it happened in Buffalo. All right, this uh, the woman who has a, a particular set of skills. She was in grade school, I think, when Kennedy got assassinated, and uh, Catholic school. The nun, it was a nun teaching, and she says she'll never forget it because they had early dismissal because of the assassination. But the nun, uh, and I mean, this is like your worst example of how you should handle something. The nun was about to dismiss them early uh, and said, the, our president has, has been assassinated he has been killed. Now, I want you all to go home because we may all die. Huh? Can you imagine saying that today? Now, she said that that was in grade school. She says she's never forgotten it. No, nor would I. If I was in that class, I would never have forgotten it either. Now, to be fair, I'm not going to say what school it was or what nun it was or whatever. But I, I said it for a reason, is that, you know, sometimes – no information is, is better than that kind of information. And especially with kids, like you were talking about your son, it's good that he's thinking like that, and it's good that you're answering his questions uh, because it may be very important to him in the future to be able to think and ask and, and absorb and all of those things instead of just going out and playing dodgeball. Well, it was a great opportunity to explain a lot of things to him, uh, you know, who are Republicans, who are Democrats, explaining the impeachment process and how it's going. And I didn't want to do it in a way that I sounded like, uh, you know, a uh, Teacher? crazy right-wing yeah. lunatic, yeah. as the left would like to call me. Sure. Uh, I, you know, explain it to him as fair as I possibly could as to what's going on. I mean, the facts spell it out for themselves. I uh, used to explain to my daughter, Dawn, uh, why mom wants me to have the last piece of pie. And it's been very... And she did want she you did. to have it. She it was did. important. Actually, she didn't. <laughs> uh, but it got me a lot of extra pieces of pie. All right, that about wraps it. the other it. thing, too, yeah. as I told him, is don't discuss this in school. I said, no, your, your no. teacher may feel yeah. one way. Keep it to yourself yeah, as, as to what. Because uh, then he started asking, you know, family members, who's Republican, who's Democrat. So I said, no. Nick, the best thing is don't argue about it. Just yeah. keep it to yourself and move on. I just say the, uh, the Republicans look like angels. <laughs> and the Democrats have an extra ear on the end of their nose. So right. it's easy to find them. <laughs> I'm going to have you explain things to him. <laughs> that wraps it up. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 on News Radio 930 WBEN. And now we have another cash code word. Are you ready? The word for this hour is call. C A L L, as in I'm making a call. Send that to 72881 and you might win $1,000 in cash.
Sandy Beach WBEN studio rings out in support of those who rang the Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center victory bell today in celebration of a victory, large or small. Elvis has left the building. Oh, I wish we never had to leave the beach. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.